everyone. This is A Voice for Our Time. I am Charlana Kelly. I'm going to extend a warning today, and I hope you will listen all the way to the end, because this is probably one of the most important messages I've recorded to date on this podcast. So really focus in here and hear what the Lord is saying to your heart today. This world that we live in has now redefined the meaning of love. No longer is it sacrificial like Christ said, no greater love is there than to lay down your life for your brother. No, love today is self-centered about getting personal needs met, often at the expense of others. This is a superficial look at how love has been redefined, but I also want to share with you today about how love can be wielded as a weapon against the church. The last time this happened was during Nazi Germany and the communist reign in Eastern Europe. The leaders of those movements both used love against the church to subdue it, to silence it, to bring it under the dominion and control of hell itself. There is a false language of love, and it has been used to subdue the church throughout history. Check out here how easy it was to seduce the church in Romania in the 1940s. There's really no better historical account of this than the one given by Robert Wormbrand, who wrote the book Tortured for Christ. He is a witness, was a witness, was a pastor who was incarcerated, Mr. Wormbrand was a pastor during the communist takeover of Romania, and because he spoke out for Christ, he was persecuted and imprisoned and tortured for many years, I might add. This is his account of the language of seduction used to deceive the church and ultimately Christians who refused to love the truth more than they loved the words of men. Once the communists came to power, Now, this is a quote from the book, Tortured for Christ. Once the communists came to power, they skillfully used the means of seduction towards the church. The language of love and the language of seduction are the same. The one who wishes a girl for a wife and the one who wishes her for only a night both say the same words, I love you. Jesus has told us to discern between the language of seduction and the language of love and to know the wolves clad in sheepskin from the real sheep. Unfortunately, when the communists came to power, thousands of priests, pastors, and ministers did not know how to discern between the two voices. The communists convened a congress of all Christian bodies in our parliament building. There were 4,000 priests, pastors, and ministers of all denominations, and these men of God chose Joseph Stalin as an honorary president of their congress. At the same time, he, Stalin, was president of the World Movement of the Godless, and a mass murderer of Christians. I want you to really, really think about that for a moment. How blind had the church of that day in Romania become that they would elect a leader of their own Congress of churches who was an atheist and a mass murderer of Christians. How blind do you have to be? 
I would say, just having read that, take heed to yourself. Shake yourself. Make sure you're not deceived by the words of men. Make sure that you're not following some agenda that a man has made because you think you get to keep something you don't want to lose and God's not in it. Take heed, friend. Take heed to yourself now in Jesus' name. We're witnessing it. The same exact thing unfold again right here in America. And that's why this message is so important. We see it in the shaming of those who speak the truth about God's word on sexual immorality, homosexuality, and same-sex marriage. We see it in the compromise or the hedging of leaders in the church, the amalgamation of religions. We see it there. We are watching the last days unfold before our very eyes. And some of us, my own friends, who I went to church with many years ago, are merrily skipping right on down that road of deception. We see it in long-standing Christian organizations like Exodus International and World Vision recanting their stand on homosexuality and compromising God's word. We saw it a year or so ago, full-on attacks against Christian-owned businesses like Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby, or just, you know, ordinary citizens exercising their First Amendment rights. We even see it in the U.S. Army, who recently, within the last year or so, labeled evangelical Christianity as an example of religious extremism alongside of Al-Qaeda and Hamas. This was actually in a training manual on terrorist groups. Christians who dare to believe God's word are being intentionally shamed to silence for their convictions. We are questioning our own beliefs and whether or not we are willing to stand up for the truth. Fear sends people further away into inaction because they refuse to take a stand. Here's the good news. Faith in the unchanging, all-powerful God of the universe and His Christ, our Lord Jesus, causes believers to rise up in prayer and strength. Jesus told us, I have sent you out among wolves. Be wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves. This does not mean stick your head in the sand. It means to be watchful and wise, insightful, and ever ready to speak a word in season to him who is weary. Love has been redefined in our world to mean this, acceptance of all false religions, tolerance of all sinful behavior, tolerance of all false doctrines, Refusal to rebuke and expose anyone, and by all means, never offend anyone with the truth. This makes us want to look the other way, remain silent, and walk on. And it's intentional, but the church is not called to be silent. Remember the watchman on the wall who never keeps quiet day or night, and the prophet who weeps and wails in the town square? We must speak. We must declare But we must also clearly understand God's love. His love is powerful. It's wise, discerning, insightful, and compassionate. 
Love, God's love, my friend, is not a silencer. God's love is an action verb. God's love in action delivers and redeems and sets free those who are bound in captivity. But it has to have a voice to be known, a messenger to speak. And Christian, it's you. Will you stand against the cultural gods and the godless to declare the absolute truth of God's word. And will you do it in love? Faithful are the wounds of a friend. The word tells us love is an arm that goes around the side of a sinner and says there's a better way. Love is not a hammer, but love does not condone. And love, God's love, doesn't remain silent. God's love doesn't hide, and God's love doesn't faint with fear. God's love is ever ready to believe the best, doesn't take account of any suffered wrongs, doesn't demand its own way or its own rights. Hello, is anybody listening? Love, God's love in us, causes us to overcome, and when demonstrated to others, empowers them to follow along with faith in Jesus Christ. Today, friend, I urge you to reacquaint yourself with the Father's love, to understand it in full. Read Philippians 1, 9 and 10 in the Amplified Bible and understand how powerful God's love is. I've mentioned some of it here today. Wise, discerning, insightful. God's love doesn't and won't approach the day of Christ stumbling nor causing anybody else to stumble. I urge you to walk in the love of God. And to speak and to declare when the times call for it. The truth of who he is, a loving father who desires all come to the knowledge of Christ, takes no pleasure in the death of one who dies. But he does call them out of darkness into light. And that is what we are here to do. And I pray today that you would be strong and do it. Be strong and do what the Lord your God has called you to do. Thanks for listening today. I do count it a joy and an honor to share my heart with you every single week. I want to let you know that this program and ministry resources are archived at charlannakelly.org. You can find a transcript of this program on the blog when it posts. And you can connect with me at the website, at Facebook or Twitter, all by the name Charlanna Kelly. If you want to get a little daily inspiration and e-devotional, I send some out Monday through Friday. So when you get to the website, just subscribe to Daybreak and you'll get those in your inbox. I'd love to hear from you and I always count it a joy to pray for whatever your needs are. I do believe that God desires to bring great blessing into your heart and your life and that an acceleration of his plan has begun. So we want to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. And that means with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. If you don't know Christ today, I tell you what, today's a good time to settle where you will spend eternity. Heaven is a real place and there's only one way to get there, faith in Jesus Christ. Life can deal some pretty harsh blows. I know I've received a few myself. But Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's John 10.10. In fact, some translations say that he came to give us life abundant. 
And let me tell you something, if you've ever seen an abundant garden or a rich and lush valley, that's what Jesus came to give you. To receive this life in Jesus, all you have to do is pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins, receive his forgiveness, and then know that your future is settled in heaven this day. If you receive Jesus today, I'd love to send you a gift that will help you to grow in your knowledge of Christ. I do want to encourage you to get into a Bible-believing and teaching church, the full gospel from cover to cover, and surround yourself with people who love and serve the Lord. Until we meet again, Godspeed and God bless. Mm-hmm.